1: Damn. No, 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 no. Kia ora, everybody, welcome back to your favourite early morning uh, news podcast. Actually, you probably don't know that it's early morning.
0: Yeah, well, they do because we go on about it so much.
1: Yeah, we go, no, we are those people that I hate.
0: Look at me, I'm up early, look at me.
1: Yes, for not getting up early. Um, don't feel bad, we wish we weren't here. <laughs> we fucking hate that. Nah. I'm mean, actually feeling kind of on one this morning
0: That's good, You've just I, you? I saw, I woke up at 5am everybody um, And then immediately okay. I saw a newsletter from you come through So you must have been up early
1: And did you see what the newsletter was about?
0: No, I usually just delete them oh. No, I did, it was one year
1: One year of writing this MFing newsletter Which is the MFing light of my MFing life And Squish, did you see um, Oh,
0: I'll just go MFing F myself there No,
1: you were in it Oh, <laughs> you probably haven't read it yet because we got up and had to prep for this podcast. Thank you very much. But we, um, I did a little shout out squish to or I reintroduced all the characters in the, the characters universe. Yeah, because it's a universe and there's all these characters. But the fucking cool thing is when we started, it was just me writing the newsletter, Rubes and Liv, doing all the magic behind the scenes. And now It's like we have about six or seven people that pop in every now and then and the whole audience is like loving everyone. It's real cute and cool.
0: I can't wait to see what I do next.
1: (laughs) You should go and read what I wrote about you. Also, everyone, because it's one year of the newsletter, we have done a little sale on becoming a Cisco supporter. So we've adopted, you know, the slogan, normalize supporting the media you love and so many of you have, and it's literally the nicest and coolest and best thing ever just to see a lot of young people and some older people, but that's great because y'all have some money um like paying for something that I think we've had for free for so long, you know Nick we've probably grown up with the media at our fingertips just and it's not always the best it's just always there touch of a button it's there, so it's nice to see young people appreciating. The media that they really love that they know takes time and energy. And if you want to, you can get an annual sort of membership, you can become an annual Cisco supporter um, for a discount today and until Monday um, by using our code one year in the checkout you can find all this in the show notes but when you become a Cisco supporter you get access to our book library which tells you what books to buy what books to absolutely not buy our Cisco playlists Rubes Live, and I all have one and we give them out to you also a Saturday edition the Culture Vulture newsletter that Liv writes and all the other good shit that I'm sure we're going to come up with in the next year so you should definitely do that Squish Sorry about that spiel, I actually didn't realise I was going to do that, but it's just happened to be a year.
0: Uh, well, Lucy was glitching out big time there, so I assumed what she said was really good. Have you have you practiced that spell before, Lucy, or is that was that straight off the cuff?
1: That was actually straight off the cuff today because we've never done a sale before.
0: <laughs> and guys, if you want the Squish playlist, just put in um, um, code in the checkout Squish. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm good at it too.
1: (laughs) If you want the Squish playlist, if we get enough requests for it, maybe.
0: (laughs) All I want is a Squish playlist.
1: Squish actually has good music taste. He's the one that introduced me to Rex Orange County.
0: And the rest of them.
1: (laughs) And a lot of other people. Now, next shout out I have to give, because it's actually fucking exciting. and it's
0: Speaking of music.
1: Speaking of music, and it's so on brand, is Nick. Someone that works for or on behalf of Klipsch who make all the McLaren headphones, you know those big over-ear ones that you see on in the, during the races, they're all speaking through them. Yeah. They saw the Little Miss F1 memes that you sent me and said like, hey, you should post these. These are pretty funny. And they were McLaren-made memes. So- Nice one, McLaren. And then, yeah, so someone saw them, reached out to us, and said that they've just released these McLaren style Klipsch headphones. um And they said, like, we were fucking lucky. They were like, do you want a pair? And I was like, you know, deep in F1 standard by this point. And they sent a pair through, and they're these. Fucking sick, like McLaren headphones, McLaren clips headphones, and in their little case, it's like covered in tyre tread. That you saw them because I brought them home for the weekend day. Eh?
0: Yeah, I did, and I was gonna slip them into my pocket and take them.
1: Yeah, if you're listening, Clips Squish is incredibly jealous because he has loved F1 for way longer than me, but I have coped these <laughs> because I love them. <sighs> oh, it's not like
0: trickle-down economics isn't working
1: <laughs> anyway um we just thought that we should say thank you to klipsch love the headphones they honestly slay the noise cancelling is legit and also like you can like move your head and stuff to dictate what you want to do yeah to change things and i don't know they're fucking cool thank you klipsch squish we'll work on getting you up here um and last shout out you had your birthday
0: i did have my birthday and for my birthday i became a tiktok star oh.
1: True. Squish is now twenty seven. I came home for the weekend to celebrate. We watched the Belgian Grand Prix together. That was really fun. And then Squish, we did a bit of geocaching.
0: Did a bit of geocaching, went on a bit of a wine tour.
1: Yes. Nick showed us a big tour of Mahi, the winery he works at, which is just the most glorious it's the most glorious winery in Marlborough. Easily.
0: Yeah, by a factor of like three.
1: By a factor of, I've worked in two others, Nick's worked in a few others. This one's just gorgeous. And if you're wondering why it's the most glorious, and if you're also wondering what the fuck geocaching is or how cool the geocaches are in Marlborough, Squish, where did we document all of this?
0: We did it on TikTok, which I never thought I'd (laughs) say in my life that I've made a TikTok, but, oh, I mean, I suppose I didn't really make it. I was just there.
1: You featured heavily in it, and he voice over the geocaching one with me, which was funny. Um, so you should come and watch them. You also get a squish reveal big time and a slight loose reveal in one of them. So it's worth your while, sweeties. Oh, it's just a wee
0: peek behind the curtain.
1: <laughs> just a peek behind the curtain to show you that, look, we are hashtag real people, just doing hashtag real things. Well, kind of bougie things, the winery. Squish works there. Did we mention that?
0: Yeah, it's, it's my job.
1: It's his job. It's his home. Okay, Squish, unless you have anything else to add, I think we should hear about your weirdest thing.
0: Yes, no, I think we should move on. Um, so if you're a trucker and you're carrying pesto sauce across the United States right now, you need to get off the road because the final pastination is upon us and it isn't safe. Um, oh. So in Memphis, Tennessee, um, I've a tractor-trailer unit, you know, like a big... Fuck off, truck! Spilt yeah. Alfredo sauce all over the i fIfty five, so the road is white, covered in Alfredo sauce. Um, and then on the other side of the country, in Vacaville, California, a truck crash. No, well, yes, but a truck crashed <laughs> carrying one hundred and fifty thousand tomatoes, and the road's covered oh. in tomato sauce.
1: <laughs> so, literally, a recipe for disaster.
0: A recipe for disaster. The truck's got al dented.
1: (laughs) Past a disaster.
0: Spiralled out of control. Um,
1: (laughs) Sorry, God, wheezing on the mic this morning.
0: Yeah, just laugh normally, will you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Ruby, don't put in that laugh. That's my private one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's just for friends and family.
1: (laughs) Okay, Nick, that is an incredible weirdest thing, because that's weird.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It just seems odd that on different sides of the country, and I think that the mafia must be involved.
1: <laughs> the Italian mafia.
0: Yeah, that trucks carrying pasta sauce ingredients have just been flying off the road, left, right, and center. So,
1: Basil Nick. Pesto's,
0: Basil pesto is next, I reckon.
1: Yeah, yum. But that's expensive. Like, $9 a punnet?
0: Yeah, well, yeah. I thought you were talking about basil pesto's expensive. I was like, yeah, well, I was about to say, well, how about tomatoes at the moment? But yeah.
1: Oh, I was talking about basil pesto's, but it is odd that I used punnet instead of yeah. Oh, look, container. Lucy, you're just turning
0: upside down. <laughs>
1: um, I'm just turning upside down. Um, just like the trucks. <laughs> <laughs> my weirdest thing, Squish. Um, I saw this tweet that said, for those of you not lucky enough to live in Birmingham, I must draw your attention to the four lads in Jean's statue that was unveiled today. So, um, f- about four minutes ago, before we got a mic, about 11 minutes ago, I did a little bit of gurgling to find out a bit more about this because until then I had no context. A little bit of gurgling. A little bit of gurgling. I had no context to why we were seeing four men in these really tight skinny jeans being immortalised in statch vibes. And so, it's this, it's this fucking statue in Birmingham and it is made out of a meme of a picture of four guys that were they posted a photo on Instagram of them before they went on a night out and it went viral I'm assuming because they're just all in really tight jeans and they just look like classic sort of fuck boys
0: one of the guys looks like his head's about to explode (laughs) the jeans that tight has pushed everything into his head
1: Yeah, no, it's all very very tight. So the artist Tat Vision said that um, it was inspired by the Greek statues of old, oh, but then what? also also by this meme, and that they used four woman mannequins, which I covered in tight fitting ladies jeans and tops. The heads are made from paper mache, and all of it was painted to have a nice shiny bronze effect, and. It's just really random and funny and, like, kind of an eyesore.
0: I was going to say, I'm not going to lie, it looks like shit. Um, the, <laughs> looks the, guys, like- the photo of the guys doesn't look much better, but that's taking the piss, isn't it? <laughs> look at it.
1: <laughs> it looks like, okay, I'm having this really weird flashback to a creepy show that I think was on Nickelodeon made of, like, clay and paper mache. Now, do you remember, look at the second guy's face. Do you remember that creepy show? Um,
0: I think I know the one that you're talking about, but I cannot give you yeah. any more details other than, yeah, creepy. Yeah, I like the guy um, way on the right, the one with the really long neck.
1: Nick, I think you should post these on the shit show so that...
0: People can say, oh, can... I don't want. I don't know if I want this tainting my beautiful curated feed.
1: Oh, okay, Nick, it's Mr. Meaty.
0: Um. Oh, yeah. Oh, they worked at like oh, a my... burger restaurant.
1: Oh, Mr. Meaty's so freaky. Okay, anyway, before I get absolutely creeped out, I think we should move along to something... A little less creepy and a little more sweet, but maybe less sweet. Um, Marama Davidson. Oh,
0: wow. That's a hell of of a tease. (laughs) Creepy but not creepy. And sweet but maybe not sweet. (laughs) Ah, So if you guys can guess what that is. Um. (laughs) Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's an official title. I just put that there to remind myself, but yeah.
1: Okay, well, give me give me the tea.
0: i give you the deets on this one. So the latest episode of Right... Oh, okay, I suppose it is kind of right, but I meant to say white. Uh, so the latest episode of White Fragility has hit New Zealand like a train in the past couple of weeks. Um, I'm sure you've seen it oh, loose. Um, for those of you yeah. who don't know, Te Wiki Otereo Māori or Māori Language Week is coming up in September. Um, and to help celebrate our beautiful language one of our beloved brands here in Aotearoa have released a special Maori language edition of their classic creamy uh, milk chocolate bar pretty cool I reckon
1: yeah so that's Whitaker's for anyone wondering that's Whitaker's Nigella Lawson vibes
0: so it's only special edition in the sense that they I shouldn't say only but it's special edition in the sense that they replaced the English creamy milk with the te reo translation "madaka creamy and I think that's pretty cool
1: oh that's she sounds yeah, gorgeous it, is. it sounds gorgeous for anyone that's listening um te reo maori is our indigenous language of Aotearoa so a lot of people um ask me in the newsletter when we say morena or on the podcast when we say kia ora that is um how to say you know hello good morning in te reo our indigenous language so there you go
0: yeah how beautiful language and it looks really cool on the front of the packet
1: yeah, it looks swag.
0: But obviously I went down like a cup of old sick with the I'm not racist butt crowd. And um, oh. like one of the most ridiculous displays of, I'm not sure if this is a, an actual phrase, but I made it up, performative outrageism.
1: Love, we'll be using, we'll be copying.
0: Yeah, just write that down so I can see you typing. Um, I don't know, how can you actually be annoyed at that? Anyway, I wrote down that's all well and good, but it's not really people pissed off about that, but whatever. Um, but I went and bought a bar of the chocolate And I was meant to use it as a prop Mm -hmm. for today's show, but then I got home and realized that this is an audio format, so you can't actually see it. So? Um, So I ate it while (laughs) writing. And that's an important lesson for me. Two important lessons. Um... One, this is a podcast, so anything I bring to the podcast, you guys can't see. And two, I'm not allowed to have chocolate because I just demolish it (laughs) instantly.
1: so true.
0: Someone else who bought a few blocks was Green Party co-leader Marama Davidson. Um, But instead of just eating it and feeling bad about themselves, like a certain podcast host, (laughs) she...
1: (laughs) Seriously, you're actually fucking on one today, bruh. It's funny. Carry on.
0: She posted her support for the use of today Māori on her Facebook page. No harm, no foul, right? Proud Kiwi. Proud of our native language. Wrong.
1: Mm, you saying Facebook page? You saying Facebook is giving, this isn't going to go well.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Has anything good come out of Facebook recently? <laughs> No. The Parliamentary Handbook prevents a member of Parliament from promoting a product.
1: Oh. oh. And if you
0: look at the post <laughs> with a certain light and you squint a little bit, and you actually read what she said, you could argue that she was promoting the Whitakers' chockey Um, in classic Marama Davidson fashion, this is what the post read: "Don't even fucking like this flavour. Like Whitakers chocolate and love Te Reo <laughs> Maori though." <laughs>
1: I mean, which is I pretty mean, funny.
0: Like, I is, am
1: such an advocate for swearing on mine and for for officials swearing. Yeah, that's funny. Though. And it's so
0: it's so authentic, and I love it. Yeah. But she was questioned about the whole debacle, and she just said, "I'm joining a movement that pushes back at racism that sort of grows around the blimmin' innocence of having a chocolate bar with a mouldy name." The chocolate bars were purchased using her own money, and she said the accompanying profanity was very authentic, and it's literally what I said. <laughs>
1: It's literally what I said.
0: It's literally what I'd be saying. (laughs) Birmingham. I literally have a really small head um, (laughs) and tight jeans. (laughs) It seems like a little bit of an overreaction to me. Um, There are plenty of instances of members of parliament posing with products. Madeleine Chapman from the spinoff compiled a really good list of MPs like posting or posing with different commercial products. And my favourite was Jacinda Ardern and the giant dancing Zespri fruit. Um, on a recent trip to Japan. If you haven't seen them, Lucy, they're pretty fucking weird and odd and creepy. <laughs> yeah, I've seen them. Um, anyway, Davidson has edited the post, removing the Whitaker's bit, just leaving it as, let's try this again. Fucking, I don't even like this flavour, but I love hashtag real Māori.
1: <laughs> fucking, I don't even like this flavour. I love that.
0: Well, Marama, I do love this flavour.
1: Nick, what about Trump posing with the beans that time?
0: Oh, the Goya beans?
1: <laughs> yeah. Love that story, Squish. Also, I love that you demoed an entire block of chalk while Look, writing. I'll be
0: honest, it was only half of it, but I still felt <laughs> bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so true. I wish I had some now. Um, okay, well, I'm going to come in with a less fun story, but quite a serious one. Nick, have you been seeing all the news stories and all the photos and videos of the floods in Pakistan?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It is bananas.
0: It's like the whole country is underwater.
1: Yeah. And I've been writing about this a little bit in the newsletter and it's actually been, and this is kind of dystopian to say and kind of fucked up to have to say, but a lot of people from Sydney and a lot of people in other parts of the world or a few people have been replying saying, um, like, how can I help? what's going on in Pakistan because we too have been having these fucked up floods. I, like, lost everything or I got out lucky and I know what it's like to be, you know, having these extreme weather conditions. And I'm just like, how scary is it that, you know, maybe what, I mean, it's not new, but for people in Sydney to be like, yeah, for the past two years, we've been absolutely fucked by floods. Like, we resonate. We want to help Pakistan because we know and just for us to be having all these extreme weather events that are sort of bonding us.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, it's like, okay, extreme flooding in one part of the world. And then you look a couple of miles to, the, to China and it's the biggest drought that they've ever had. And then you go to Europe and it's the biggest drought they've ever had. So yes, how many times do you have to say that climate change might be happening now for things to happen? But oh well. L-
1: yeah, Truly. Truly. So hundreds of thousands of houses in Pakistan have been destroyed or partially damaged across the country. Millions of people have been affected. I think at least 33 million people have been affected in this. Almost 500,000 people have been displaced by the floods, which is just going to cause a really, really difficult thing to come back from and for these people to be dealing with. Um, about 1,200 people have died so far, and I think that's sort of rising by the day. Pakistani officials estimate that about $10 billion worth of damage has been done. Um, crops crops have been wiped out. Lots of waterborne illnesses have been um, passed, obviously, via the floods. This rain is the heaviest recorded in a decade and the government ministers have said that the country is paying the pl- paying the price for climate change which is true but they they are contributing only like a small proportion to global emissions yet this is always the way the countries that are contributing the least are often the ones suffering the most by the effects of climate change, right?
0: Well, exactly. You just look at Tuvalu, you know. They don't contribute and anything. and I know. the sea level's just literally rising above their islands. So, I mean, exactly. not to take away from Pakistan, but yeah, like, obviously, the, the smallest players get impacted
1: just as much the as most. the biggest ones. And so, Pakistan have been calling on the international community, so true, for some help. Um, I think... In some parts, the rain has started to ease, but in some, like, this is just going to be an incredibly long process to come back from, and like I said, already over a thousand people have lost their lives, and we've got 33 million people affected right now by this, so we will be keeping you up to date with what's happening in Pakistan, and if I find any ways that we can do anything from over here, you better believe you'll be seeing them in the newsletter. Squish. Squish. Now that we've talked about what's happening on the ground, do you want to talk to me about something that was supposed to not be on the ground, but perhaps still is?
0: Sure is. Um, So we're talking about the big orange rocket, the biggest rocket you've never heard of, and the biggest of all time, in fact, even bigger than um, the moon rockets from back in the 60s, NASA's space launch system. Um, It didn't launch earlier this week, which is kind of iconic. Because it's been delayed so many times. Like, what's another few days? Like, just push it back. I don't give a shit. Just push, just
1: push, it, push back. it back. So, I didn't realise it'd been delayed a few times.
0: Oh, a few times. It was originally meant to blast off all the way back in December of 2016. <gasps> Lucy, you were still at uni. <gasps>
1: Literally. Literally. I was in my first year yeah.
0: of uni. I was, I was going to say you were still in high school, but it would have been fake news. <laughs> um. So the the SLS has been synonymous with cost overruns and delays, you know, like 2016, whatever. Um, Originally planned to reuse old space shuttle bits to try and avoid letting them go to waste when the the space shuttle retired. Um, I think the US Senate who demanded the rocket be built thought it was going to be quick and cheap and easy. Turns out it is actually rocket science. And $22 bucks later, we have the big orange uh, rocket. So, SLS uses the main engines uh, from the space shuttle, like the literal main engines that were on the arse end of the space shuttles. And it uses the same big big white side boosters as the space shuttle. You know what I'm talking about? Um, but instead of the side boosters coming down nice and gently into the sea with parachutes, and instead of the main engines coming down and landing attached to the space shuttle, NASA plans on just hiffing these bits into the sea this time. Which, to be fair, is what usually happens to these bits on every other rocket other than Elon's, but it still seems like a shame. So many of these engines flew tens of times on the space shuttle, only to be thrown in the sea on the bottom of the SLS, but I guess the rocket scientists...
1: Squish, what do you mean when you're saying um, the space shuttle compared to the SLS?
0: So the space shuttle was the, 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 the rocket ship with wings from, you know, back in the day, and um, Yes. You know, the big white one, the one that exploded a couple of yes. times. Um,
1: is there the, just one space shuttle, or are you talking about a type of...
0: Well, there were many space shuttles, but the space shuttle is yes. what we called like that design, you know?
1: Okay, um, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So that was the, the shuttle launch system, which was also SLS, but this yes. is the space launch system, right. which was also SLS.
1: And you're saying it's taken it's taken yeah. some designs yeah. from the space shuttle. Yeah.
0: So nice. they basically okay. Okay. made a new rocket using little bits and pieces from the old one. And a, and this one's going to be way bigger and nice. better. Except it doesn't come back. So this particular SLS, the rocket that's on the pad right now, is part of the Artemis program, um, which is the NASA program meant to return astronauts back to the moon. Um, Artemis is Apollo's sister, so it kind of makes sense. Oh. Uh, this first test launch of SLS will yeet the new NASA moon capsule called Orion on something called a free return trajectory around the moon, which is basically like throwing something so it just misses the moon, and the moon's gravity grabs it and flings it back to Earth. Whoa. Kind of like um, invisible catch. Yeah, kind of like a boomerang. Oh, yeah. But only in the sense that it comes back. <laughs> not yeah, yeah, Not yeah, in yeah. any other... <laughs> not in (laughs) in any any other other way way, shape or form
1: literally yeah
0: so no humans are going to be on this first flight but there are going to be tons of cameras and experiments so it's not a giant waste of the two billion dollars it takes to launch the damn thing
1: oh so okay so i wrote in the newsletter because you told me in the weekend about this and i was getting all geared up to write about the launch and then it actually didn't launch but hashtag why
0: that's a very good question lucy um since this is the first launch and it costs so goddamn much nasa wants to be very very careful um so officially nasa have given this a one in 125 chance of blowing up which is pretty good um i
1: like those but they want to do
0: everything they can to keep it in one piece so in this particular instance they thought engine 3 wasn't cooling down enough after scrubbing the lunch the Maybe that's what they did. They went to lunch instead. But after scrubbing the launch, they went back and had a look at the numbers and turns out it was just a dicky sensor. So, oh. yeah. So the engine was actually fine. It was just one of those. But you know don't know that until you go back and look. So, yeah. It is what it is.
1: True. Um, and and, I assume they're going to try it again because they've been trying since 2016. But do we know when the next attempt's going to be? Yeah.
0: So they're planning on having another go on Saturday morning Florida time. And hopefully it all goes to plan. Um. Well, yeah, obviously. Hopefully, it all goes to plan. What a stupid thing to say! It will <laughs> certainly be a pretty cool show, either way. Like whether it works or not, it's either the biggest thing that we've ever flown, or a petty or a pretty big and expensive explosion. So, let's we'll keep our fingers oh, crossed yeah. for the first one.
1: Hell yeah! I'll have to write about that, or maybe you'll have to do a um, quick squisher dish to to put that in the Monday newsletter. Whatever happens,
0: space correspondent squish.
1: A space, cor- we will fly you over there on the Cisco card. Prick.
0: Oh, okay. Nah, yeah, that's officially uh, set it. It's recorded. I've saved it. Um, Ruby, make that happen. Thank you.
1: Nick, I would be able to fly you over if what happened to this Australian... Customer happens to me. Not a good segue, but Mm -hmm. let me read you my next news story. Good enough. So no, Crypto.com mistakenly sent a customer 10.5 mil Australian dollars instead of issuing their $100 refund. And then the little um, subtitle under the headline is The Customer Kept the Money. (laughs) (laughs) So... Nick, um crypto.com, maybe you know about it because you're into crypto. Maybe you know about it because it's now the name of the crypto.com arena, which used to be the staple center?
0: Uh sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it used to be the staple center.
0: That's good that's good sports knowledge from you, Liz.
1: I know. Um, I wrote about it one time.
0: Oh, okay, well fuck it.
1: But anyway, They accidentally transferred 10.5 mil to an Australian customer when the Australian customer was owed $100, and this is due to a pretty unfortunate typo. Now, I actually don't think this is the first time we've talked about a typo in crypto on this podcast or in the newsletter, because I remember someone bought like an NFT that was worth a couple of hundred oh, thousand. Oh,
0: yeah, 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 it was yeah. Worth like a
1: couple of hundred thousand dollars. A
0: crypto punk or yeah. some bullshit and like that. How they are they, they do it? Like
1: 30 bucks or something. Um, look now, because it's a crypto winter. I think everything's a bit finged at the moment, but I don't know. Um,
0: oh, look, the sun will come up soon. I mean,
1: you've noticed that we've actually stopped talking about all that stuff a little bit on the shit show. Just bigger fish to fry at the really, eh? <laughs> anyway, so this typo happened and then. The company, Crypto.com, didn't actually notice this error until it was being audited seven months later. So the initial transfer happened in May of 2021, um, and it was just an employee that accidentally typed the wrong account, the wrong number, and then Crypto.com realized the mistake in December of 2021, but the customer in question didn't actually report the refund to crypto.com. Um, they spent $1.3 million on a luxurious five-bedroom home for their sister. Um, so, Squish, if you accidentally get sent... Oh, 10 whatever. whatever. Um, so now the company... I'm buying
0: myself a set of McLaren headphones first. <laughs>
1: Now the company's trying to get its cash back. They filed a lawsuit. Um, crypto.com did successfully put a freeze on the account of this person that got transferred the money. This person has also had to sell the home and return the money, um, the home they bought for their sister. And the case will resume in October. But look, sounds like user error to me, sweetie.
0: I mean, <clears throat> oh, <clears throat> delete that, Ruby. Jesus. Um I mean, on one side, I feel like they should get to keep it because it wasn't their fault. They just got given it. On the other hand, crypto.com's probably in a fair bit of shit at the moment and they probably need all the millions they can get. <laughs> but then on the other hand, it was like, how many months was it? Seven. Seven months.
1: So they must be rolling in it.
0: Like, what's the statute of limitations on that? Right. Like,
1: And you would just...
0: Probably seven years. You'd
1: be sitting but pretty. What
0: would you do? Yeah. What would you do? I don't
1: know.
0: I I mean, I'd probably, you know, say something because I'd be freaking yeah, out. Yeah, I
1: think we would say something. But if, like, three months went past, maybe I'd invest it and then I'd just hopefully make some money on it and then give it back but keep my earnings.
0: Oh, that's very pragmatic, Lucy. Yeah,
1: I know. Who am I? God, I need to get young and silly again. Anyway. The
0: old you would have bought some freaking Benny Babies or something. <laughs>
1: Oi, well, they actually, like, they're a good investment, Beanie Babies.
0: Oh, they were, not anymore.
1: <laughs> oh, shit, Nick, I'm now going to end with a good news story, which actually, like, it's fine. No, it's a good story, but at the end, it's kind of random. So the story <laughs> is heroic Uber driver recounts stopping mid-ride to rescue people from a burning building. So... And then the little subheading for this is Fritz Sam's passenger said she made it to the airport on time, even with the unexpected detour. An Uber driver is being hailed as a hero after he stopped mid-ride to rush into a burning brownstone in New York City to help rescue people before firefighters arrived.
0: Lucy, do you know what a brownstone is?
1: Yeah, one of those gorgeous oh, houses, townhouses. Oh, okay,
0: good. That. I thought I thought I was going to be able to embarrass you there for a second, but okay, good. Well, nice work.
1: No, I had to ask someone at work the other day because they said they were going to New York to stay in a brownstone. I was like, what the fuck is a brownstone?
0: It's just a really fancy hotel. No. No, it's not.
1: Oh, oh that was a joke. <laughs> oh, no, you look silly. <laughs> okay. No, you. Oh, no, you do. No, you. No, we. I think we all look silly. Anyway, Fritz told Today that he was taking a passenger to LaGuardia Airport and then he noticed a commotion. He said commotion, but a commotion on the street um, in Brooklyn and he noticed flames and dark smoke coming out of a second-floor window of a brownstone. I asked my passenger, can I pull over? Maybe we can help. So we got out of the car and ran over there. And then, so he went in there and I think the two people he saved, one of them was... um, a woman who was, she didn't want to leave. I don't think it was her apartment that was burning, but she didn't want to leave the complex. And the other was a man that had gone back in to get stuff. So he like saved people that probably could have got out on their own free will. No, he's a hero. But anyway, so he went in and he, then he walked them out. Um, And then just another funny point in the story is like once he got out and everyone was safe, he went to go back to his car and he saw someone yelling out Uber driver, Uber driver, and the man that was calling out to him um, handed back his car keys. He must have left them in the car and said that Sam had left his car by a fire hydrant, (laughs) so this random had to move the Uber car away from the fire hydrant. Was
0: the person still in the back?
1: I think so. I don't know. But like,
0: it almost seems like some sort of Grand Theft Auto situation.
1: Yeah, but like going to um, save people from a fire before the first responders get there, and then parking in front of a fire hydrant so they can't actually connect the hose.
0: Pranked! I'm the I'm the first responder now.
1: That's <laughs> really. Um, anyway. Still still good on you, Fritz, um, and oh, yeah. he also said that he, after all of this, had a surprise call with the Uber CEO and mentioned that his two daughters do love Teslas.
0: <laughs> I mean, cheeky.
1: <laughs> so he said, I mean, if they want to and are like, hey, here's a free Tesla, I'm still working. So he basically, I mean, it's a dog-eat-dog world out there. You, you, we can't be doing good things for nothing, can we?
0: Exactly, Now secure the bag, man.
1: Secure the Tesla. His daughters love them, apparently. But yeah, so that's my sort of funny good good slash random news story for you.
0: Good slash random. What we like to see. Good
1: slash random. Yeah. Anyway... Last thing I'm going to say once more is that you should become a Cisco supporter. You should do it now because there's a sale on. Um, You should come and become an annual supporter and then put one year into the checkout and you can get a little discount. And then you're supporting Squish and I and you're supporting the media and you're just being really cool and fun. Squish. Where can the people find you? Uh,
0: they can find me at the Shit Show Instagram, and if you put a little note in the checkout saying "I request Squish's playlist," if you get enough, oh. then maybe. Um,
1: <laughs> maybe. Just um, out here, out here trying you.
0: to plug my own playlist. They can also find me on TikTok. Apparently, yes. apparently I'm on TikTok yes. now, and apparently I make a really good TikTok. And apparently Lucy enjoyed the wine tasting. And.
1: Apparently I'm on live TV, I'm on live podcast. Oh, no, you're not. We don't do live, do we? Could not be doing that.
0: You will be doing something live soon.
1: Oh, yeah, we're going on a Siska Roadie. More on that maybe next week when I haven't already promoted the shit out of this episode. Um, You can find me on the other end of the daily newsletter and you can also find me on the shit You Care About Instagram and you can also find me on Culture Vulture and that was pretty fast. Our dad's an auctioneer. Anyway, (laughs) twenty but twenty. Um, okay, we're gonna go. (laughs) Bye, everyone.
0: Bye. What in the hell happened at the end of that?
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more